Oh, hey, Drew. I, I didn't realise I'd see you today at uh, my uh, weekly trip to the uh, woman's salon. Well, you know what they say, Bryce. Uh, you've got to keep your lashes lush, otherwise you'll blush. Well, I, I must say, your nails look especially pristine. Your skin looks absolutely positively glowing. And uh, did you get a wax on your chin there? Oh, yes, of course. Yes. You can you can see that... Uh... Yeah, it really brings out my jugular. Yeah. What kind of a treatment do they call that? Uh, well, I've just had a recent HD remaster. <laughs> yeah, you like that one, Cheryl? Yeah, it's just a little joke I came up with since we're talking about HD remasters and collections this episode. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast backed by a 120 Power Star rating, and the doors to episode 95 are open. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me, as always, is my beef schnitzel, Bryce DeWitt. Beef schnitzel today? You're a beef schnitzel. You're covered in gravy. You're looking delicious, mate. How are you going? Oh, pretty good, yes. <laughs> pretty yes. good? Yeah, it's a bit warm under this gravy, but... Good. A bit warm under this gravy. Yeah, well, it's really it's really quite cold here, so I wouldn't mind having a bit of gravy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the, no, on, on the either. I definitely feel you on that one. I want to put some. I want to put my hands into some gravy. Ooh. Mm, had a chicken schnitzel with gravy actually for lunch. So yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sh- having schnitzel for dinner, so I feel you. Mm, maybe I should have taken the opportunity to just put my hands in the gravy while it's warm. Yeah, mm. maybe. Yeah, just slather your hands in gravy. <sighs> Might be a bit cold afterwards. Yeah, I could think of worse things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today on the show, we've, we're talking about some uh, news topics, including the recent Sonic trailer. Uh, very very, uh, very exciting stuff, that Sonic trailer. So we'll be diving into that, as well as the topic of the show, which is uh, what remasters and uh, re-releases and things we'd like to see come to Switch. Yep. But first up, we have some housekeeping to do. We don't usually do much housekeeping on this show, because... We don't keep our house very clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's piranha plants all over the floor. and Oh, yeah, yeah. Just dirt everywhere. Because they, well, they get out the pots and they just walk off. Yeah, they do. Yeah. You really you really, really have to watch them. You really can't keep them in soil, can I mean, you? Have you seen his feet in Smash Bros? Like, come on. They're ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Actually, talk about little feet. <laughs> I saw a video on um, Facebook just today that there's like um, a starfish, what it looks like when it walks. Yeah. And it's got all those little tentacle little things underneath. And it's just, it just looks like a thousand little legs. And it's just walking. <laughs> you think it would just walk like, you know, with its one le- leg after the with other. With its legs just go flop, flop, flop. But yeah. no, nah, it looks disgusting. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Welcome uh, to sea life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, God, it's a, the ocean's a weird thing, you know? Weird thing. Anyway, uh, so we are on the road to episode 100. We are five episodes away after this one. Yep. And uh, the, the plan is to have episode 100 released on the 4th of June. So that is a month away from now, I, I believe. Um, yeah, one day less than a yeah. month. So next week we'll have two episodes to get us there before... So the idea is to get us there before E3 because we'll have like a... We we want to celebrate this podcast, you know, where we've come over 100 episodes and uh, dropping it when uh, there's a big Nintendo news and everything coming out of E3. That would be yeah a bit rough. Yeah. So we're going to have two episodes next week, which works out really well because next week we're going to be going to watch Detective Pikachu <clears throat> and we'll have a spoiler cast all about that movie, our thoughts, our reviews, you know, everything about it, as well as a normal episode, which will drop also on Tuesday. I don't know when the Detective Pikachu episode is going to go out. Depends when we watch it, whether we watch it the Thursday, yeah. the Friday, or Saturday. Yep. But we'll probably try and get that up, get up, get that up as soon as possible, or maybe Tuesday as well. I'm not sure. But if you uh, pay attention to the social medias at the House of Mario on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Idruby on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, um, I'm sure I'll let you know there. Exactly. 
Yes. Yes. So, Bryce, we'll jump into a little bit of what I've sort of been playing and what uh, you will be playing. Uh, we've been provided codes by... Uh, Devolver Digital. Devolver Digital. I forgot the... Uh, I remember the Devolver bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, we've been provided provided codes by them for uh, Swords of... Ditto. Ditto, yes. Um, I've played about 40 minutes, So, and Bryce hasn't gotten around to it yet. No. So we haven't uh, actually gotten uh, like a full review or like real in-depth <clears throat> impressions out just yet. Yep. But from what I've played of that, it's really enjoyable. It's like a you know a top-down Zelda game. Yeah. When they uh, when they sent the emails and said, "Oh, this is like a Zelda-like adventure," I'm like, "What Zelda-like adventure on Switch? You've got I'm, me. Yeah. I'm, I'm there." <laughs> and from what I played, like the the dungeons, the overworld, and all that was really fun. Yep. Um, and it's a it's a. Uh, Oh, what's the term? It's, it's escaped my mind. Uh, roguelike. It's a roguelike game. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost escaped your mind there. Yeah, yeah. So when you die, you come back as a different character, and you've got to go back and try and you know get all your progress and gold back. And I had no idea it was it was that type of game when I went into it because I really did go into it like not knowing anything. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So I died. I'm like, what the hell? I'm a different person. I had different hair. I think I was a girl. Like, I went from a guy to a girl. Like, huh? Okay. Yeah. It's really interesting. So we'll be talking about that more next week. I was I was um, really intrigued just looking at it, sort of thing, and um, I decided, well, yeah, you know what? I'll put my name in for a code as well. And unfortunately, it's just like I sort of got the code near the end of the week. Yeah. Um, like, um, oh well, it was more the middle of the week, but I had a really busy middle of the week this week. You see, so. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. I noticed I had the code in my email probably a couple of days too late, um, so that sucks. But uh, yeah, life goes on. Um, <laughs> it does, and I'll and I'll be getting into some of it this week, and I'll be able to yeah. talk about it next I'm re- week. I'm really looking forward to it. it looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, it uh, it really does, mm. and I'm excited to play it. And it's just yeah. There was there was a, actually another uh, Zelda like game on the eShop. I forgot its name. Um, it looked like a really indie game. Like just it didn't look like it had a lot of polish on it, but it was like fifteen dollars and. It seemed like a, you know, like a pretty standard, yeah, sort of yeah. indie Zelda game. I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind giving that a go. So, I might have a look at that later too. I think it's out now. Cool. I haven't been, I haven't been on the eShop for a couple of days, to be honest. So I think it was like a week ago, and like it was coming out. Yeah, because you and your eShop, you were yeah. like, if you listen to last week's episode, I just went and bought a shitload of games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to buy that, but it didn't let you pre pre order it. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, yeah. I would have had my money, but. Oh, well. Time goes on. Can't win. You can't win. Nah. All right, Bryce, let's uh, get into some headlines. We'll try and get through these relatively quick so we can talk about some non-news. Yep. Because, to be honest, like the last few episodes, we've been talking about mainly news. Yeah. And news... It, it's been a big time. Yeah. News... Yeah. Uh, news you, gets a bit boring. Yeah, it gets a bit boring. So, I want to, you know, bring up... Yes, absolutely. I want to yeah. talk about something else. Yep. So, but we'll talk about uh, this. So, Nintendo Infuse... This is from Nintendo Infuse. This is just the... Uh, the game's coming to Nintendo Switch Online. So Donkey Kong Jr., uh, Averse, Excite Bike, and QQ Land. That's coming to the online service, so you can play them soon. Nice. I've played most of them. They're mm. pretty decent games. Love Donkey Kong Jr. was... Uh, I, you know where I played that? I played E-reader. that on, on the e-reader. Is yeah, that where me. you played it too? Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. And you have to scan like 10 cards just to get it just loaded. Just Donkey Kong yeah. Jr. <laughs> but I, I, I loved it. It was great. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah Donkey Kong Jr. was fun. Mm. So, hard but fun <laughs> yeah it was hard yeah yeah. Um, it was like completely different to like the Donkey Kong games where you like climbing on the vines and you feel like time it really well to drop the fruit and everything yeah yeah it's great I haven't played it in years since you know 2004 or 5 or whatever when I had the uh, e-reader e-reader yeah because I got the e-reader and that was 
it was like 30 bucks down from 90 or something. Like they were clearing them out at that point. Yeah. And I really wanted it for like Ruby and Sapphire. I had like, you could get the, uh, you could do like the secret battles in that house in, was it Moz Deep? Yeah. L- Lily Cove. It was Lily Cove? Oh, no. Yeah. Lily Cove. Yeah. It was in Lily Cove. Yeah. Yeah. And I really wanted the um, Eon tickets, but I couldn't get the uh, yeah the, the card the card yeah because yeah. I've got like I've got like a real thick thing of e reader cards for Ruby and Sapphire yeah <laughs> anyway that that brought back that memory so yeah weird piece of tech it was it was it really <laughs> yeah just weird especially on the Game Boy Advance SP because it like it just wasn't built for it like yeah. the bit like stuck out and you've got to get like this cover for it to because it didn't go into like the actual uh, link cable. Oh, what? that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah really see, I didn't have that yeah, problem. Ha yeah. <laughs> ha. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, I know. God, it was it was hard. It was hard times. <laughs> um, next one is uh, Pokemon cases are getting uh, super stylish. So, uh, basically, the Pokemon company is uh, teaming up with Caseify to make Pokemon cases and uh, AirPod cases for um, the Apple AirPods. Yep. So these cases are coming for both iPhone and Android devices. And I just want to bring this up. Like, obviously, you can't see this because this is an audio podcast. But uh, I do I recommend you go over to Vooks.net and check out these phone cases because if, if you're a Pokemon fan, you'll probably want one of these. They look awesome. They look really cool. Because a lot of the time, you know, you go to a you go to a store and be like, oh, yeah, there's like a cheaply made Pokemon case. It's a normal case with Pikachu on it. Like, cool. But these are actually like really trendy looking. Yeah. 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 And I, I probably would buy one, but I'm thinking about upgrading my phone later. So yeah. Might, so you're sort of, yeah. It might make me sad when I have to <laughs> get rid of it. For me, I think it depends mainly on like, because I'm a I'm a big advocate for wallet, case, wallet cases. Oh, yeah. Like a yeah. really big advocate for it. So I'd have to have something like that for me to be like. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because um, I don't like carrying cash around on me, so I don't really use a conventional mm, that's wallet or anything. Yeah. yeah, I'm more of a just a um, <coughs> like my phone is my phone, and I'll put it in a case. And I'll have my wallet separate. Yeah, which is fair. I don't yeah. know. I just like having my my cards close, I guess. Yeah, and that's fair enough. And I always take my phone everywhere. So. From from these pictures, it looks like they're just like normal cases. Yeah. The big the big thing for me is like the cases. You know how like a lot of the time the bottom, um, they just have like it. Um, like they have the speakers and everything just flush yep. so it's not really protecting the bottom of your phone so it's getting scratched and that yep. I like it having like it being covered except for just just the speakers and the port left yeah yeah. so uh, it looks like these cases are good for that too so okay well that's like, good I've, I'm not going to endorse them because I've got no idea really but they look great yep. I just noticed that like while doing the show notes for this this episode I'm like all oh, these look cool so I'll bring them up yeah fair enough yeah. So go over to Vooks.net, check out their uh, article on it. That's where I saw it all. Yep. Cool. Uh, also from Vooks.net is uh, Australia is finally getting zero or uh, disproduction. Dis- oh, God. Disproduction. Disproduction. <laughs> In Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. So uh, Pokemon fans will know that the rest of the world got this Pokemon uh, last year sometime. Yep. It was meant to come to EB Games and... They never did. Yeah, uh, through some problem with Nintendo Australia, EB Games, or whatever, we weren't able to get them here. Mm-hmm. If you if you uh, contacted them directly, some people were able to get codes from them, right? Which is weird. Like it it was meant to happen. It just it got muddled up somehow. So yeah, um, it is weird now that like th- this Pokemon's coming out now, but we know about the next gen, and we already know about what well, we've already got. Where are they Let's distributing go. it through? Uh, EB Games. So you, Still EB Games. So okay. you go to EB Games, get your code. Good, I was about to say, it better not be Target again because the house is shutting down. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, oh, it's a bit sad, isn't it? It's stupid. <laughs> Especially, like, it's such a small area. We need those retail places, but... Yeah, that's it. Uh, Vux has learned that during the month of May, EB Games will be offering a download code for the electrical mythical Pokemon Zeraora to be used in a Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. The distribution will be available in store th- from May 3rd to the 26th of May, and the codes themselves will be valid into the 10th of July. No purchase will be necessary to receive the code. Blah, 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 blah. That's what you need. That's cool. It. Yeah. So I'll probably I'll, I'll probably have to because I want my living decks to stay up to date. Right. Yep. And it's kind of funny <clears> because like this Pokemon is like uh, um seventh generation, right? I've lost track. Yeah. Yeah, seventh generation Pokemon, but I I know nothing about it. It's just Nah, neither. It, it's kind of a it's always a shame like these event Pokemon. It's just like, "Hey, go to EB Games, go and get your mythical extremely rare Pokemon." But I really wish it'd be way more exciting if there was like an event and an island and everything to go along with this. Yeah, like the olden days. And they used to do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the third generation, you know, you can get... They got really slack with it and they kind mm. of just delegated like the storytelling to movies. Mm. And that's... Yeah. Right, like, just thinking back to um, like Ruby... Well, back to Ruby and Sapphire again with the, the Eon code. Eon ticket, sorry. You could go to a New Island and you can get the... You know, the, the opposite legendary to what the, the one you get in your game you go and get Deoxys on a different island you can go and get Mew on a different island even though that was Japan only for the Mew yeah but they did it all up to Diamond, Pearl and Platinum and then that yeah, was they it did. yeah that was it oh um Victini um in oh, black in and black, white black white as well yeah but Victini had a Victini was a really weird case because it was like hey if you were pre-ordered the game, you get a code so you can go and get Victini from this place. It was through a Wonder Gift. Oh, that. For, for a certain amount of time. For right. like a month yeah, after the game came And out. then after that, that was it. Yeah. And then I think it's just being handed out again, which is mm. like, you know. I didn't add it in this, but the Pokemon company have actually released a new app um, that allows you to like basically mark that you've gone to Target, which is... Um, basically being a part of um, this this event and you can get a shiny uh, Pik- uh, Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee and a shiny Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu Yeah. if you sign into that app. Yep. So, yeah, they're, they're trying different ways of trying to get these exclusive Pokemon out and trying to m- make partnerships with retail stores to get you in there. And I just think they should just stick with Wonder Gift and just let it go as it is. Mm. I'm, I, like, I understand the whole point is like, hey... EB Games gets the rights to this. You go and get your Pokemon from EB Games. You might buy something from EB Games, but at the same time, yeah. How many people really do that? They, if they if they're gonna buy something from EB Games, they've already pre-planned it. Yeah, maybe. Um, there's been a few times I've gone in there uh, and just oh oh that's nice oh that's on sale oh, I got that um, that uh, that D-pad Joy-Con was a perfect example of that. I didn't go in there expecting to buy. D-pad Joy-Con. I yeah. went in there and said, hey, they've got them. Hey, it's on sale. Hey, I've just bought it. <laughs> and I think I got like the uh, Amiibo Festival bloody <laughs> Animal Crossing game too because I saw it for $9 and I just got a lot of this random shit that was sort of cheap. Yeah. So that does happen. So that's but for what- you and me, we just we just do that walking into EB Games in general. Yeah, yeah. You know, and whenever we go to where the EB Games is, we generally walk in there. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So it's just like... <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't really influence my decision to buy anything. It just makes me go, if there's a sale, I will buy something or, you know. 
I, I just feel like there's like a whole thing there where it's just kind of like, eh, it doesn't really influence much on me. Mm. Anyway. I'm sure it does on some people though. Uh, probably. And that's what they're betting on. Moving on. Yes, moving on. So this is from my Nintendo News. Charles Martinet reveals uh, what's said in Super Mario 64 when Mario throws Bowser. So Bryce, what did you think Mario said when he goes throws him into the bombs? I mean, just about what everybody thought. is exactly what it sounded like. So long, hey Bowser. Is that what you thought he said? <laughs> if you replace the H with a G, sure. So, so long, gay Bowser. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of those things because once someone says it, it's kind of hard to get it out of your it head. Is, it is, but every time I listen back to it, that's all it sounds like. <laughs> so what he actually even with this in mind, yeah, because I can't because what Charles Martinet says, he actually says, which is what he actually says, because it came out of his mouth. So that's yeah, that's, that's so, fact. That's how you know, he says, "So long, Kinga Bowser." I went back and like I listened to it. I can't hear. It. I can't hear Kinga. But I can't. I can. I can hear. Like I can't hear the two syllables. I can hear. So long, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can. Ima- I can imagine King. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. But like, King, it doesn't. I, I can't hear like King out. I can hear King. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But it, obviously, on the Nintendo sixty four cartridge, like the sound bite is just like squished that much. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what half the problem is. If this was a more modern game, you'd be able to hear him say, So long, Bowser, you chicken schnitzel of a human. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what Mario says. Jesus. With the accent, too. So, yeah, that's what he says. Very interesting stuff. Oh, yes. It's a groundbreaking. Break grounding. Bryce, this is one that will cite you. Bloodstained is coming to Nintendo Switch on the <clears throat> 25th of June. And uh, big improvements were showcased, including uh, like the the art style, which has which has had a major overhaul. Yeah, which looks fantastic now. Look, like it looks pretty grey and bland before. It looked a yeah. bit generic. Now it looks like awesome. Yeah, and it makes me two hundred percent more interested in the game. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably definitely be buying it now. Whereas, uh, well, before it was like eh. yeah. Well, actually, I'll 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 backpedal on that. I'll, I was going to say um, I'll definitely get it. I'll still wait wait for reviews. But I'm definitely way more interested in it because it's just so much more pretty, basically. Well, I was saying to you last night, I've been waiting for this game for years. Like, this game has been in development for such a long time at this point. Like, literal years. Um, And it's been on on the back of my brain. I've forgotten (laughs) the name a couple times. And then I'll come back to it and be like, there's that game I wanted to play. Mm -hmm. But, obviously, hasn't been out to now. I remember there was... um, I can't remember who it was, but uh, some website reported on it having some overheating issues, but apparently that was more um, delegated to what happened with the demo units because they were in really thick casing. And what, what are you saying? On Switch? On Switch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, so, the game had overheating problems on Switch, but apparently that was more delegated to like the uh, security casing sort of blocking vents and okay. stuff. So, I, I don't know how much of that is true. Oh, we'll find out. But we'll, yeah. yeah, we'll find out, I suppose. Yeah. Well, what do you? How do you feel about the uh, Switch version being delayed one week compared to the other versions? No, it's one week. I can wait. Yeah, I've waited years. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, I've mm. waited years. It doesn't really bother me. Yeah, I assume it's just because of like, um, sort of having to submit it to the RSB and all that type of thing. Yeah, just uh, all the paperwork and that that's involved in it. I don't think they're doing like an extra week of development, trying to crunch and all. No, try, trying to get it out the door. No, but, that yeah. or that or maybe they're just doing final checks on the Switch version at that on that, during that week before mm. 
before it's, you know, yeah, whatever, good to go. Hmm. So yeah, well, I hope it's I hope it's going to be a good game because I would like to get it. Yeah, looks good. <laughs> Uh, next is from Nintendo Enthusiast. So Sakurai claims Super Smash Bros. Ultimate second and third DLC fighters are have been in development since launch. So this is from a tweet that was put out and uh, translated by a user called Push Dustin. Um, so yeah, the, the headline basically um, sums it all up. Sums it all up. But yeah, I, I I think it makes sense that they're not just developing like one at a time. No, Cause, yeah, because otherwise. They won't get them out within the the twelve twelve month cycle. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's exciting that hopefully we'll be seeing another one relatively soon. You th- you'd think um maybe in June around E three. Like if you've got one out in April, a two month gap would be sort of a good amount of time between them between release and announcement. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it gets released during E three. Mm. Because that yeah, it'd be huge. Like uh. Do they have the Smash Bros. tournament? They do, don't they? This year, yeah, they've got they've got the uh, Splatoon. Yeah, so it'll be that'll be a huge thing to drop there. Obviously, yeah, show it off and everything. Yeah, oh no, I mean you know Nintendo has never been unprivy to being like, hey, here's this thing. <laughs> no, uh, they you have can download it now. <laughs> like during their conferences, who's gonna be next? Who's gonna be next? Uh, I mean, I'm hoping Banjo. I saw a tweet. I'm hoping, and Banjo. I'm, I'm hoping Banjo too. I saw yeah. a tweet, and I, and, I, and I only saw it because uh, our good little friend Metadox in our Discord. <laughs> our good little friend. Our good little friend. You don't Metadox. know he's little. I don't know he's little, but no. <laughs> but I'm just going to say, good little friend. Um, he he liked he liked the tweet, and it infuriated me in all hell. <laughs> what was it? It was like it was a Banjo versus Minecraft Steve. Oh God, thing. And basically, basically in the in the in the whole thing, it basically was like Banjo's last game was bad. Banjo is irrelevant because his series is old, and this is obviously somebody that's sort of young, and or just trolling, I guess. And mm. uh, well, actually, no, they were serious. They were really serious because I went into the comment section. And they were literally arguing with people. Okay, um, they were like, he was irrele- he was uh, he's an irrelevant character, um. The last game he had was bad. The series itself was just old and crappy. And then they're just like, uh, why would Microsoft choose Banjo when they could choose Minecraft? Because Minecraft Steve has a relevant series that has constant updates, stuff like that, whatever. And God, that infuriated me to all hell. Because I can't imagine Minecraft Steve in Smash still. I really can't. Nah. And I don't think he'd work in Smash. And somebody was just like, what would he do? Somebody, somebody literally asked a question. What would he do? Would he? All I can imagine Steve doing is swinging his hand up and down because that's what he does for every single action in the game, every single one. And they're like, "Oh, well, he could use an axe. He could use a shovel. He could use." And it's like, but for every single one of those things, he swings them with his hand. I I agree with you, but in saying that, like they made Villager into a fully functional. Fighter yeah, as but well. He has customized. Yeah, I, I know. Customized animations and a lot of character. Can you imagine just Minecraft Steve walking around on the stage doing the same thing for every action? I he can't. Does? No, I can't. No, and like that's kind of what it come come around to me as well. I honestly don't think he'll make it in <laughs> because stop because honestly, 
Here when you're characterizing a character in Smash, like Sakurai's very much about if I think I can make it work, I will. Do you think the man who created games like Kirby and all the characters centric to that universe mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. Minecraft Smash work in Steve? Uh, I'm, well, I mean, Steve working Smash. Jesus, I'm sure he could make it work, but I've got I've got no idea. He he could make anything. He can make. One of these employees could do a crap in the toilet today. Can you put this in Smash? He would make it work. <laughs> he could, but I just, I just don't see it. Yeah, I just, like, think... I, I really don't want Minecraft save. I got nothing against Minecraft. No, neither do I. I, I, I really don't want to see it. I, I, I played Minecraft for years, but I just think it's like, Espe- like especially if they're like, oh, we're doing a partnership with Microsoft. You know, these rare properties we can get back, for example, or even, even if they're like, hey, we're we're doing this because we want to to be a huge headline in the games industry to really pull pull people's eyes towards our game even if it was like Master Chiefs in the game yeah makes no sense for like a Nintendo point of view but obviously with Joker's like a Playstation game yeah pretty much at this point yeah um, it'll be like a huge thing to say we've got Master Chief that'll be huge because like Halo's like up there like you know next to Mario biggest series of all time yeah, yeah. it's like a huge it'll draw so many eyes I think even having something like that that'd be pretty cool yep like I'm not, I'm not like a. I quite enjoy Halo, but I'm not like a huge fan and want Master Chief in there. But I think yeah. it just optically, it would be awesome. Yeah, to have it in there. Yeah, something like that. Like even just that. If if it's not Banjo, something with a hell of a lot more character. I think comes down to yeah. it. Because again, I mean, I get it. Minecraft is probably the biggest video game in existence for a lot of people. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it it's got so many players. It's on every single freaking platform you could ever imagine. It's you know Fortnite's trying to trying to do that as well. But I mean, Minecraft is probably more suited yeah. to every age than it mm. is. Well, Minecraft you know. was in like the headlines of every website and everything for years until Fortnite sort of took that um, title. Yeah, but it's still got you know, millions of users and people playing it. Well, yeah, um, and I think it's just more of a case of like. I think I honestly I just want to see a more a, a character that has more I guess emotional impact or something like that in there. It's like Minecraft Steve joins the battle. They're not going to start making his eyes pop out or anything like that because he's a bunch of squares sort of attached together. And I, I, it's just me, honestly. Yeah, I just don't see it working. Mm. Played Minecraft for years. Never hated Minecraft. No, no, never thought anything bad against it. But Minecraft Smash for Steve, I said it again. That's the second time I've done it. Minecraft Steve for Smash, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, so I, I really don't. So you're hoping for Banjo? That that's your character. You're hoping. I mean, for. yes, but like, I just mean in the in the eyes of any Microsoft property, Minecraft is probably the least representative hmm. that you could possibly have in Smash. I just feel like there's not enough. There's a not enough behind the character of Minecraft, Steve. Mm. I think probably for a Microsoft game, it probably if you're looking at it on paper, it probably makes the most sense. Be like, oh yeah, that's a game that's on Nintendo platforms. Okay, cool. But as far as the splash it will make, it'll be like, oh, okay, people will look at it, and go, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. And fans of Smash probably won't be that excited either. No. Um. So yeah, hope, hopefully they're. Uh, I, I can't even say like a bunch. Of, like if, if there, if you t- if you put a Minecraft fan and a Smash fan together and they're like this make a baby incredible superhuman yeah 
when they're a fan of Minecraft and Smash. I don't even think. <laughs> I, I don't even think you couldn't possibly be both. You know, no, no, you, gotta, you gotta be an extraordinary like a su- human being. Superhuman su- attempts. Um, I, I think it's a case of like, even if you're a Minecraft fan and a Smash fan, I don't think a lot of Minecraft fans really care for having Minecraft Steven Smash. Yeah, oh well. I said it right that time, so that's fine. Minecraft smashing Steve. Yeah, <laughs> smashing Steve. Smashing Steve. Yeah. Oh well, let's uh, let's let's hope, Bryce. Well, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know. It's just something I had to bring up because in my head I was just like, oh, I'm like you're tearing down the one character that I'm rooting for and replacing it with something that I honestly don't think would make an interesting character. Mm. So yeah. I, I don't know. I I, I was. Yeah, whiling on it. Yeah, give us some, give us some more characters, Sakurai. We'll, we'll play them. Yeah, I'll play you, Minecraft Steve. I, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> I'll be honest. Hopefully, he has a nice, good down spike. They're always fun. Yeah, it could be a hoe, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed at that. I'm so immature. Sorry. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, next up is an article from uh, Video Game Chronicle. Uh, so this is an article about Platinum Games, sort of behind the scenes of uh, them trying to become independent and uh, rely less on uh, sort of partnerships with companies such as Nintendo, what they're doing at the moment. But I won't read the whole thing. I'll put this in the show notes and uh, if you guys are interested in reading the article, please click on it. Give these guys the click. Yep. Read through it. It's quite a... It's quite a it'll take probably about five, ten minutes to read through it. Yeah, pretty good one. So it's called Platinum's Inaba. Uh, it says, Secret Project is like, unlike anything else done before. Um, so the, they're making a brand new game. They're not going to tell us what it is. No. Uh, they yeah. they uh, go on record saying it's like nothing else done before. So, okay, cool, cool. Uh, fantastic. But what I, what I want to bring up is... Uh, an interesting little tidbit for uh, Nintendo fans. So they say that Astro Ch- Astral Chain isn't actually owned by them. The IP is owned by Nintendo. So they've made this IP similar to what um, they done with Microsoft uh, with uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, God, I'm re- forgetting names today. Um, what's the Dragon game called again? What was it called? Scalebound. Scalebound. Yes. Yeah, so Microsoft kept the rights to Scalebound even though Platinum were making the game. This seems like to be like a similar relationship with Nintendo. So Nintendo's going to hold on to the rights for Astral Chain. And yeah, I thought that was interesting because I just assumed, oh yeah, Platinum still owns the rights to it. But um, yeah, Nintendo's got the money out. So I guess they're funding the game and they're going to keep the IP too. Yep. Hmm. Like, how does this make you feel? Because I personally, I'd like to see the Platinum keep the IP just for the fact that without Platinum, if Nintendo just holds on to Astral Chain... It probably won't be. It won't be. You know, the same well, game. You need sort of platinum's expertise behind this sort of genre to push it. But maybe, yeah. But I think it's. I saw. It's also sort of a case of like, um, you know, I think. I think they kind of want. Um, it, at at the end of the at the end of the road, I think they kind of want Bayonetta to be available on more platforms and yeah, has more of an impact and stuff like that. So. Nintendo are kind of like probably they've been holding on to the IP for a, of Bayonetta for a while, you know, mm. doing that thing they do. But I think at the end of the day, there'll probably become a time where they go, "All right, here's the other two Bayonetta games you didn't get, yeah, uh, for other consoles." Mm. Um, it is interesting how it works too, because like Sega owns the rights for Bayonetta, Nintendo yep. is publishing Bayonetta uh, two and three, yep, and. Uh, 
it is. I wonder how Sega comes into that. Whether they're getting money from the copies of Bayonetta, or they will be because they're, they've owned the IP. Yeah. And Nintendo's putting the money in. Platinum's developing it. It's just sort of like oh, it'd be interesting to know, like the business. Where's all that money going? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know the business side of it. But I'll yeah. just I'll just read this paragraph because this. Uh, um, is relevant to what we're talking about. Yep. So, during the first decade, Platinum's uh, a resilience on game franchises it doesn't own hasn't always left the company with a clear route forward, especially when it comes to uh, negligating sequels. Sega, the owner of Bayonetta, of the Bayonetta IP, uh, eventually granted Platinum the right to make more games with Nintendo. However, many of the studio's other former creations, including Vanquish and Mad World, remain dormant. Even the upcoming Astral Chain is currently created under an agreement that sees the IP remain with Nintendo and not Platinum. Inabis uh, has said that he is determined to break the cycle with the new creation of two new independent IPs uh, owned uh, entirely by the studio, n- uh, neither of which have been announced. This will finally give the studio the freedom to choose entirely its own directions, in- including making sequels, he said. So I'll leave it there. You can go and read the rest of the article. So it's a great article. Yeah. Right. Um, written by my, Andy Robinson. So. My my TLDR for my, uh, for my own thoughts, I guess, is that Nintendo's pulled them out of the dirt, but they want to be an indecom- independent company again. I don't think Nintendo was against that. I just think that... No, no. Yeah, I just think that at, at the end of the day, they still want something of Platinum's to call their own. Yeah. Well, you, you can see like um, Platinum were doing like a lot of games just for the sake of, you know, earning money to bring into the studio. And obviously stuff like Bayonetta 2 and that were like the cream of the crop for them. They, they weren't they weren't selling, selling like millions and millions. They were selling like their one or two million or so, but they weren't bringing heaps of money. Like yeah. they did, like the the, um, the Avatar game, Cora uh, Cora Avatar game, uh, yeah, Legend of uh, yeah Legend of Cora. Yeah, I feel embarrassed because I forgot that. I love that series. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, uh, Transformers game. That they, they, they've done quite a lot of uh, uh, licensed games. Yeah, sort of trying you know earn, earn the money, and obviously they work with Nintendo, so they've done Star Fox Zero. Uh, done Bayonetta one, um, oh, Bayonetta two. Sorry, uh, they're doing Astral Chain now, and they did a wonderful one hundred and one on the Wii U. Yes, they did. So they're doing quite a lot for Nintendo. So it's good to see. Um, so yeah, yeah. I just don't think that um, wonderful one hundred and one is going to come back or anything like that. And I think like after what happened with their company, they've kind of just shrunk, mm. and they've come down to like a bunch of new IPs that they're doing and they're sticking with those new IPs and going you know yeah no it's, it's good like I I hope uh, like their relationship with Nintendo stays good and strong and you know seeing independent um, developers being able to do their own thing is always good yeah always course. good to see them be able to stretch their own wings yep. like seeing uh, seeing Platinum not have to think about the money side and just be creative would be fantastic obviously when they're just like pumping out uh, like the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that turned out really bad yeah. just because they're like alright let's get it out it's a, it's a licensed property let's get, let's get our money <laughs> <laughs> which sometimes you have to do as a business but yeah yeah alright last news story Bryce we're going to talk about the Sonic trailer that dropped and also the uh, the quote from the director that happened afterwards um, yeah this this movie looks uh, to me I want, I, I want to see it 
I really do want to see this movie. Yep. Um, but it looks pretty. It looks awful. <laughs> uh, like the, just uh, I think like uh, Jim Carrey in it. He's always funny. Just he's in this movie. He's obviously just going to be Jim Carrey as being Jim Carrey. Yeah. Just his old sense of humor from the nineties, which is which is it's just dumb and stupid. And it's great. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. But the, the design of Sonic the Hedgehog, it, it doesn't offend me just like it offends some other people. <laughs> when, when it first happened, when the posters first come out, like late last year, I was thinking, what the hell? How do you come to the conclusion of Sonic the Hedgehog to look like this? <laughs> but in the actual movie itself, it's like, all right, he looks really weird, but that's fine. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I actually think for the most part, he doesn't look friggin' awful. It's when he opens his mouth, his mouth when he has a gun pointed at him that he looks his, at his absolute worst. That exact picture. Yeah, the one that's being memed. To, yeah, the one that's being yeah. memed to all shit. I think that's when the design looks at it absolute, like at its absolute worst. Um, I think that the design is actually not as shoddy as it could be. Mm. Um, and like when he's not baring teeth and screaming ah. I think he looks okay. I don't yeah. think he looks awful. He looks fine. It's just um, when, when people will Photoshop him to have like you know his big cartoon eyes and like he's yeah, it makes more sense. It's like you look at it and go, okay, yeah. Why doesn't he look like that? Yeah. But when you look at him just in the trailer by himself, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then also with the main lead actor, I'm not I'm not too hot on the main lead actor pick. I guess. Yeah, oh, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, but. I never really liked him much other movies either. I couldn't remember his name because I've never really enjoyed him. Mm, I can't either now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. We're not movie people. <laughs> no, we're not we're not movie people, but I've seen him in other things and Yeah. I've I've never really been a big fan of his stuff, so mm. I guess that's just how it is. But Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey looks funny. Yeah. yeah. Doctor Robotnik. The doctor thinks you're basic. <laughs> what was your name? <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> so that was funny. That's just stupid. Yeah. You know, it's just don't um, care. But what gets me right is like this trailer comes out. We've already we, the internet's been like paying out this movie since the posters came out. Now the natural yeah. trailers come out. Um, so Jeff Fowler put up a tweet. I think he was the director or producer or something on the movie. Director. Uh, director. So he says on Twitter, "Thank you for the support." Full stop. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much support he's been getting, but unfortunately. <laughs> Um, but another sentence just by itself and the criticism <laughs> the message is loud and clear you aren't happy with the design and you want changes it's going to happen everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be hashtag Sonic movie hashtag gotta fix fast <laughs> uh, what I don't like what I don't get about this is like okay we want to change the design but this movie is coming out in November in America yeah, the amount of work they're gonna to have to crunch to get this movie out now is crazy, and I don't, I don't think, I don't think any of the problems with this movie are gonna be what Sonic looks like. To be honest, if Sonic comes out looking like he does there, or or they change him to have like you know skinnier legs and mm. big eyes, I don't think it's gonna help that much. I think just you've started this, you've pretty much, I assume you've done most of the work on it at this point, as far as the animation's gone. Well. No, I think I think with the basic body structure it can still work. I just think they need to change the face. I think. Mm. I think that's most people's gripe at this point. Like everybody was like, "What is this? Why does he got like muscles on his legs and shit?" But like actually watching all that shit in the movie in the movie trailer doesn't look as half as bad as the steel a still image. 
in my opinion. Yeah. That, that's just my opinion anyway. I've never been like a huge advocate for Sonic or anything like that. I'm not, you know, so attached to the character that I can't see past the fact that, you know, he doesn't have technically one eye. But, um... Yes, that is weird. Yeah. Unless you think about it, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's technically got one eye. <laughs> um, two pupils, though, so two, okay. two pupils, yeah. <laughs> yeah, two pupils, but one big eye. Um, but I just... I think, like... The complaints against Sonic are probably, you know, mostly people sort of shitting on Sonic again, and I don't, I don't mean to be. Um, He's an easy character to shit on. It's just easy because of like the history of like you know bad games in the series. I, I don't, I don't mean to be a semi-classic Sonic fan here, but um, I feel like shitting on Sonic is just a trend throughout video game history. Bloody Nintendo fanboys! I tell you what. Well, Sammy Classic Sonic fan was a Nintendo <laughs> fanboy, but the the point is, is that honestly, like I I honestly think just anything to do with Sonic has just become a trend to shit on immediately, and it is kind of unfair because I know that the developers really haven't got the people's classic motives in their minds, but younger kids enjoy newer song- Sonic games and stuff yeah. like that, and unfortunately for you guys, it's not meant to appeal to you. You know, it's kind of like Mario. Mario, like it's meant to appeal to appeal to children mostly. I mean, just because I enjoy it, that's fine. You know, I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to enjoy whatever fucking video game I please. But I hope you do enjoy Mario. I do. Yeah, I, I do I enjoy do. Mario. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, it's meant to appeal to younger audience than what it is. You know, mm. and if if you're not the target audience anymore, then boohoo! You've got you've got you've gotten <laughs> older. You've grown out of it. Let it go. Mm. I find it funny, like, I don't have a problem with the teeth. Everyone brings up the teeth. No, the teeth bother me. They do? Absolutely. I don't, the teeth don't bother me. What, like, what, do you, what do you have? You want him to have, like, grandma gums? Like, hard. No, <laughs> Shut no, it, no. Gotta go fast. That, that's not even that. It, it's not even that at all. It's the fact, the way his teeth look, that's the worst. It's not the point. It's that's not the enough, problem but... he has teeth. They just look really too human. For a hedgehog. We haven't seen the movie. Maybe he uh, takes off the suit and he's just like a little little dwarf. Who has superpowers, but he dresses up as a hedgehog. You don't know. Nick, you could just give him like a couple fangs or something, and at least it'd still sort of hold an animalistic feel. Giving him a whole jaw of human teeth is just kind of weird. Mm. Uh, so, so I just want to, I just want to point this out on Twitter. Some I re- actually retweeted this, but someone, uh, Jay uh, Bayless, put up a um a picture of um the Nintendo Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Yeah. Yeah. And if if this turned out to be true, well, obviously this isn't true. But if if Nintendo actually did like put like organize like movies and that to put it together, it would be pretty cool. Oh I'd, yeah, I'd be pretty excited to say it. Like I'll, I'll just read out Phase One, but Phase One's like Detective Pikachu, Sonic the Hedgehog, Super Mario, The Legend of Zelda, Pokemon Red and Blue, then Super Smash Bros, which is you know your uh, Avengers pretty yeah. much at the end of the Phase One. Yeah. Then Phase Two is uh, Super Mario Bros, The Legend of Zelda, uh, The Ocarina of Time, Pokemon Stadium, Metroid. Uh, Super Smash Bros. The Master Hand of Mega Man. I won't read out Phase Three, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, just so on, so forth. Yeah, yeah, be pretty cool. Yeah, I would like to see that. Why not? I don't, I don't know about start. I don't know about uh, having a Sonic movie as the second movie in the cinematic universe. They might start it off to a bad start. <laughs> at least, at least uh, Marvel had Iron Man to start it off. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the news this week, Bryce. Yay, we're through yeah. it. We're through it. We can, bre- we can breathe again. <gasps> so much for having, you know, 
a mostly non-news episode. Yeah, yeah, here we are. Yeah, 42 minutes. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. All right, Ross, let's move into the in the topic then. So you bring it up. You bring it up, my friend. Okay, all right. Well, um, so we were considering what talking about today. And uh, he drew a, dropped a couple sort of things last night. And then I was thinking about it today as soon as I got here. Still didn't know what we wanted to talk about. But... Um, something that come to me was that we're very much in the age of remasters at the moment like they're rampant they're everywhere um dark souls final fantasy you know so on so forth everything's getting a remaster everything's porting over mm-hmm. um so i guess my question is for the remainder of the show is what do you most want to see come to switch that was on a previous console mm. Mm, mm, um, mm. As in a remastered form. Yeah. So yeah. not so not just your virtual console basic bitch, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just port everything, Paige. Uh, a lot of the games I, I I wanted are here. Um, stuff like Okami and stuff, uh-huh. where I really wanted to come. But just thinking on the on the Nintendo side, obviously these could come to virtual console, or whatever. But I'd love to see a, uh, um. Even a, a, a collection, like, imagine uh, Super Mario All-Stars 2, which is, like, another collection of the games after Mario World, which might even be, like, the 3D game. So, you got, like, a... You get, like, a collection with, like, a nice art booklet and everything, nice packaging, and you get uh, Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, and, like, Super Mario um, 3D World. So, you want, like, All-Stars Pack 2? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that would be incredible. Obviously, it will never happen. They'll want to just sell it all individually and get as much money out of you as possible. But yeah. something like that would be awesome. Yeah, even even maybe just like the three of them. So like you know, sixty four Sunshine Galaxy. Yep. Like if you don't want to you know stretch it too far. Now, for me. Yes. I want to see something semi similar in the fact that there's multiple games in one remaster. Mm-hmm. But what I would like to see is I would like to see Ocarina of Time and Majora's yeah. Mask Ooh. get a remaster treatment but instead of just phasing off into two different games it's all one full length feature. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that, wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll be sick. So it'd be like you'd end Ocarina of Time you'd get through the credits of that and then there'd be like an additional sort of introduced movie clip where it links, links together. Links leaving behind Hyrule, oh. and you know he's taking a limited amount of gear with him. But it kicks into the opening cutscene of it, yeah, Majora's Mask. It kicks whereas, into Majora's yeah. Mask, and especially especially after that, um, you could even do like a little small dungeon or something to tie it together, maybe. Yeah, as well, like you know, bonus content for the you know that version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh. I, like I'd love to see something like that sort of all come together. And oh, Jesus, dude, it, it'd be really <laughs> wow. It'd be really cool. It'd yeah. be really cool because it would really do more justice to that links. Yeah, because it's the same link. It's the yeah. same timeline. So, yeah, yeah. It, it'd do justice to his story, considering it's probably the most important story out of the entire lot. Do you think? Do you think from Nintendo's perspective, though, it is like a bit? Those games are too different to maybe put together in the same game absolutely not it was an expansion mm. you have to remember it was on yeah, yeah. 64DD no I've just been devil's advocate here just you know yeah, yeah. I, I mean like the other thing is I suppose is I would love to see one of those Zeldas made into a absolutely phenomenal full blown like 
incredible looking experience. Like I, I don't know if you caught a couple years back, they had that that person made like an opening, basically the opening cutscene to a Majora's Mask movie, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's a Majora's Mask oh, yes, movie!" Yes, but yes. it wasn't. How incredible did that thing look? It looks awesome, yeah. It a- looked incredible. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people using like the Unreal Engine and stuff to do. I've seen like a, quite a few like the Mario ones. Yeah, yeah, like just the amount of shine and Mario's overalls and hair. I thought, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Like yeah. just just looking at stuff like that. Like I would love to see. Um, we, we've got a very open world Zelda. People are still discovering stuff to this day, like how to use conductives to do certain things in the world mm. and all that stuff. And like Breath of the Wild is truly a timeless game. But I would love to see a really cinematic experience come out of a Zelda game. But I I don't feel like they have to like go and create one I feel like they could just take those two games sort of smash them together create like a really really polished like full length Zelda story do you think even like uh, unlike the 3DS ones where it's like better graphics and you know a bit of a uh, nice stuff here and there. Do you reckon like get the two games, put them together, and like really change them? Not not necessarily change the dungeons and that, but like you know put like no. more story in there, more cutscenes in there, more. I would just like to see like on the same level on the on the same level of polish up. So a sort of remake, if you will. Um, keep the engine sort of similar. Don't change it too much. You know, just maybe fix all the iggledy piggledy stuff. And then just make it look really pretty and mm. um, go from there. Like, I, I really think um, we need, like, a really pretty Hyrule field to run in, you know? I know that it wasn't filled with amazing and incredible things, Ocarina of Time's Hyrule field, but it was still a pretty neat Hyrule field to just run on, run around in. Yeah. You know, yeah. you had Pose and you had big giant helicopter pineapples. And, <laughs> yeah, those things were... Something. As long as they fly away from a pizza, I'm okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, even even just like you know the basic stuff, like you know get the ports from the Wii U over from uh, you know um, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Get those games over. Yeah, just like just have... like real ba- like they will they will come. Yeah, like even like the Switch is dying, they'll probably bring them over and just chuck them on there for a bit of easy money. Type yeah, of thing. yeah, but, you know, put them on the eShop for twenty bucks or something. Well, twenty bucks, twenty thirty oh, bucks. You, you're dreaming, mate. They're gonna be. They won't be full price. No they, way. They will be. No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I don't think so. No, I've got no faith that they won't be, but. I'm nah. glad you're optimistic. Nah, Good I don't, lad. don't think so. Unless if it, if it's going to be full price, then both of them. I think I think like the thing about those two HD Zelda games is they were two of the best ones you could pick. In like my honest opinion, mm. they were both completely different from each other. They both cater to like multiple Zelda audiences, and just overall, both of them are very great games. Like I love both of them. Um, Wind Waker was like the biggest turnaround for a Zelda in history like people were like <laughs> no joke yeah. they were like what the hell is this this isn't Zelda and then it turned out to be one of the best Zeldas they'd ever made Goddamn Zelda yes yeah, Zelda exactly yeah. and then uh, Twilight Princess like I see a lot more pr- qu- uh, criticism for Twilight Princess over the years than yeah. I do positive things that but... turned around didn't it yeah it did but honestly I think Twilight Princess has like some of the most engaging characters in a Zelda game yeah. they've got a lot of character you know I, I think like 
it's it's really just like you can feel Ocarina of Time in that game through some of the mm. characters. And that was that was a, that was a lot of the, I guess, the problem with the Zelda series after Ocarina of Time sort of set what the series would become. Nintendo didn't stray away from it at all. No, and that's why by the time we got to Skyward Sword, it's like, oh shit, we need something different. And Nintendo reacted to that, and it said we got Breath of the Wild. But yeah, um, I think Twilight Princess was it had a bit of fat on it, but God. God, it was a good game. It was. Oh, Jesus. I I loved it. It had the most cinematic Ganondorf fight ever, and it was just, yeah. Mm. It was was really so good, in my opinion. I I, I can't ever fault Twilight Princess for too much. Um, I know know especially, I think it was you, that doesn't like the wolf sections too much at the start of every Twilight Zone or whatever. Uh, It's not that I hate them. It's just like, I can understand why people don't like them. Yeah, right. Um... I don't think I don't think they need to do it for like a repeat it exi- like pretty much the same thing again and again. Like, uh, was it three or four times you do it? Three, three, yeah. When you, and then you get you stuck to. as a wolf once, where you have to go to Hyrule Castle, but you don't yeah. have to collect any tears. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's uh, well, no, I I think like especially when it comes to that, and this is going to sound really weird because I honestly. If I had to give a sky, if if I had to give Skyward Sword a rating out of ten, I'd give it a four. A four, really? Out, <laughs> out of ten, honestly, it was yeah. I'll give it a like a six point five or a seven. But having but yeah, having um Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword would be a great collection. For example, It'd be awesome because um, I like I really love this. I really love the story elements of Skyward Sword, Twilight Princess, and Wind Waker. I love the story elements in all three of them. They're really great Zelda games. Chuck them in a collection. Call it a Zelda Generations collection where it's gone from GameCube to Wii to, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just uh, GameCube to Wii. Yeah. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. It's um, like, that way where you didn't have any. No, it didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, not technically to the Breath of the Wild. Um, but it's just... It's sort of a case of like... Um, I I believe the gameplay in both Wind Waker and uh, Twilight Princess are fantastic, but Skyward Sword. The only thing that I would ever play that game for is lore reasons. Mm. Um, and I don't think I need to say too much about it. If you've never played Skyward Sword, maybe skip ahead. You know, two minutes. But there were some brilliant there were pieces some, in that game. Though, there like- was some br- brilliant music, brilliant story. The, but the the way they used the times the time like uh, stones for for puzzles, I thought was just outstanding. Yes, like when when you're in the boat with the time stone. I don't disagree. Yeah, I know you, I know you don't, but I'm just going to bring it up. But when you're going like towards the pirate ship, which is the dungeon in the desert, and to you can't get there, but you got the time stone on the boat, and basically back in back in time, the uh, <laughs> it used to be like water there, so you're just traveling through the desert but your little section around your boat is water and you're just sailing there yes and the way they used it in that um, dungeon and like the dungeon afterwards I thought they were just like it really blew my mind how it was a good creative dungeon that was. design yeah like I thought that I thought that also was creative but I can't get it out of my head on how much they reused assets consistently the overworld was far more bland than, they, than something they did nearly two generations prior Mm. in Wind Waker and 
Yeah, well, it was almost yeah, 10 years after. Yeah. About nine or eight years. And mm. the tear collecting process in that game was far worse than Twilight Princesses. 100% agreed. It was yes. 100% annoying. Um, Wii Motion Plus was a really stupid gateway to get into that game. Because if you didn't have one and didn't buy the pack, then you had to buy yourself a Wii Motion Plus or a plus plus enabled remote plus the game it really honestly was a dumb as fuck game to try and get into <laughs> the story was great and there was some creative design in it but the gameplay sucked mm. so just just bringing this conversation back to uh, collections and uh, remasters i guess ha- but i'm ha- just saying how- like in that yeah, yeah. yeah sorry ha- how would this game work on the switch would you be like all right use the joy cons would you try and remap that to buttons because it would be pretty um be a pretty hard thing to elegantly map to buttons i'll be honest with you the game no i don't think so i don't think so you can still pull like i i get that there's more precise movement in skyward sword but maybe just take out a couple couple of options but there's no reason you couldn't remap the game the game to buttons mm. back in ocarina of time and even in you know as zelda zelda has gone on through time there is ways to do different slashes you know yeah. when you're standing still you got horizontal yeah, yeah, yeah. and all yeah, that shit I know that, yeah. you can still do that you can still make a very technically smart Zelda with your combat without yeah. having to use motion controls it doesn't have to be that you know it doesn't have to be motion control enabled mm. I just think like the way the way it is um, as it is on the Wii where it currently is and I'm obviously they've been talking people have been talking about rumours about Skyward Sword coming to Switch and all that shit and you know, it's great, but it does it does need to tone. It needs to keep the option, but it needs to not not be the only option. I honestly think it's not a fantastic method of play for a Zelda game to be that integrated. With um, Twilight Princess, it was like whatever you shake your remote, you swing your sword. Great, you know, it acts as a button. I don't have to be precise or do some bullshit and have to stand at a decent distance from the TV, but not too far. Yeah, not too far. You know, it's just... Yeah. I think, like, that game with control improvements would probably be, like, a much further up their game. Maybe another extra two points for me. So, maybe a six. Um, Just because motion controls are frustrating to deal with and they're not convenient, I guess. Mm. Uh, And the way they tried to implement them was, like, it was ambitious. Too far ambitious. Mm. But... In saying that, I do feel like it belongs in a trio of games that are filled with story. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. Like, if you were going to put games in a collection, Zelda games in a collection that had story in them, Skyward Sword definitely has a stronger portion of the story. It's probably got one of the strongest stories in the series. Uh, Yeah, especially if you read the manga, too. Yeah. The manga... Um, adds even more to it. Yeah, which was included in the Hyrule Historia release around that time. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was great, too, like... I love just like learning about because it, it's technically the first game in the timeline. So learning like where does the Triforce come from? Why is Link and Zelda and Ganon reincarnated every you know era or yeah. generation or whatever you want to call it? I thought yeah. it was really fascinating. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess another collection I'd like to see. I was thinking about this. I was, I was thinking it would be good to have like the Pikmin games, one, two, and if that yeah. makes sense. Pikmin is not something I really feel like sitting at a TV and playing. It could just be me. I just don't really... Yeah, we all have those games where it's like, all right, don't, doesn't need all our attention and yeah. it's either too really long or it's not just not a 
big TV cinematic experience. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a short one for me. Um, another real big one, and the, 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 this is this is completely made up now. This isn't actually one which I we're going to expect to see, but I'd love to see like a Pokemon <laughs> collection come. Um, just knowing the Pokemon company and Nintendo and like all, all of that stuff, we're not going to see this. No way, it's not going to happen. No way, yeah. but I'd love to see like what you were saying with um, Ocarina of Time and uh, Majora's Mask put together. So somehow you put together Gen 1, um, I guess I was going to say Gen 1, Gen 2, they already kind of are. Uh, then like you put like Gen 1, 2 and 3 together. Yeah. So what you might play through Red and Blue, then you can sort of like keep those Pokemon and when you go to the Johto region the graphics change yeah and the same with uh, and when you go to Hoenn in Gen 3 the graphics change again and you get to keep your name your Pokemon and all that it just sort of crosses over pretty neat yeah yeah. Um, like yeah I think that would be awesome <laughs> just why not yeah for One sure those things. I've always wanted just like the Pokemon games natively on the Switch yep. on a console without you know the Game Boy player or the the Game Boy Advance player on the GameCube or putting it on your PC and HDMIing it up to your um, computer up to your TV which I've done yeah. plenty of times but yeah for sure yeah. Um, just just having it legit there and having it having a, a save file where you're like alright this isn't hacked or you know illegal <laughs> yeah good yeah <laughs> yeah um Probably another a good Pokemon one would be like the Mystery Dungeon games together. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Because I really, I really liked them. The original one on Game Boy Advance and DS, and also the other. Those ones are so good. The sequ- the sequels were fantastic. Was it Explorers of Darkness and Explorers of Time? Yes, they were fantastic. They were fantastic. I was blown away with that story. Yeah, because like you look at reviews and whatever, and they were just like, oh, six out of ten, you know, whatever. Pretty, pretty, pretty plain. I loved it, and I, I played it because. Uh, that's and they had some really challenging endgame. Yeah. Like, that's the thing about Mystery Dungeon games, is they had some really challenging endgame, which is something that you don't get <laughs> in Pokemon games. Yes. <laughs> they were really good. Mm. Sad. Yeah, and it was just they were just fun games to sort of, you know, you've got like a 30-floor dungeon or a 100-floor dungeon, whatever it might be. It's just like getting there in those high-level dungeons gets quite tense. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Like yeah. you, like you know. You what about that one that starts at level one and goes a hundred floors, and you have to work your way up to level a hundred while oh, you climb? Yeah, that's sh- oh, no, that's crazy. Yeah, because you've got to like level up again as you're doing it. Yep, but you've also got to collect supplies along the way, and you could get screwed up if you use your supplies at the wrong time or mm. don't min max your supplies. Like, yeah, it's like really a really big deal. Yeah, you know, just some challenging sort of stuff like that. I mean, I agree with that. I think Mystery Dungeon is like. I know. I know the newer one was apparently good, and I've got I've got it sitting somewhere ready to play, and I just never have. Yeah. But the one prior to that, Gates to Infinity, that was shit. Apparently. A few of the 3DS ones were pretty miss. But the, also the, the thing with that too is though, I didn't play them, and as I said, with the reviews for these past games, which we absolutely loved. Yeah. They got bad reviews too. Yeah. So these games getting bad reviews might not indicate how we would actually feel about it probably but. not but I'll probably go back and play Mystery Dungeon uh, Super Mystery Dungeon I, I won't go back and play Gates to Infinity I, I, I don't really like the idea of using AR 
to create dungeons and all that stuff like it seems like a neat idea but i feel like that's probably what the most made focus is of the game had a couple more like uh, gimmicks in there which is like oh i'm not really interested in that i enjoyed the story i enjoyed leveling up i enjoyed, yeah like all the pokemon have like really unique character as well yeah you had, like you had like your guild and like the bit off is like real timid in that and yeah and you have like your leader who you know turns out to not be who you think he is and it was like really, really well done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you were not expecting that from like, oh, a Pokemon game. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a, a spin-off Pokemon game by was it Chunsoft? Yeah, Chunsoft. Yeah, it's like okay, fantastic. I'd like. I don't know the logistics of seeing like you know DS games, you yeah. know, come to a collection or something on Switch, but yeah, definitely, yeah, uh, definitely would like to see it. Yeah, something I would love to see remaster or remade. I should probably say now that we're sort of coming off the back end of collections just into games that are done sort yeah. of solo is I'd like to see a classic Fire Emblem game remade oh yeah so Re- something like Blazing Sword or mm. you know Remem- I'd love to see something yeah. like that remade remember the first one was remade on DS so um, yeah but I mean like on a full feature like yeah. three houses level yeah I was just saying that because I was just saying that to basically say that you know, it's not off the cards because they've done it in the past. So, yeah. Expect like if the, if the next one goes well, we might see that in the future. I hope so. Yeah. I, I really look at like I've been watching the Twitter every now and then. I'm seeing the teasers for Three Houses, and I really, I really want to play that game. Mm. Like I really do. Um, Soon. I can't even. Re- yeah, Soon when is it? Uh, July twenty seventh. I think that's a date that is in my head. Yeah. I'll look, I mean, I'll look I, it up while you talk. Yeah. I I I would love to see because I've. Being being a Smash Bros. player, I've fallen in love with, like, the older characters of Fire Emblem as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like the newer characters, so, like, Chrome, Lucina and all that as well, but they all hold sort of a re- resemblance back to, obviously, Marth and stuff, but just um, characters like Hector and Lin and Roy, you know, th- those sort of characters. Uh, I, was, I was way off, Brass. It's July 26th. I'm sorry, mate. Oh, no. You've completely screwed my schedule. <laughs> I, was, I was one day off. <sighs> but it still feels like a century to wait a minute, uh, away Yeah, me. it does, yeah. Like, I really do want to play that game. Well, it's still three months. Yeah. Like, it, under, it, yeah. it still feels ages. Like, I would love to play that game. I would play the shit out of that game. You know, actually, I'm just looking at the EB games now. One game that I'm actually is happy, is com- is happy, I am happy, is coming, is actually like the uh, trash, uh, trash, <laughs> crash team racing nitro fueled. Um, I didn't play that game a whole lot just because like none of my friends had it on their playstations, but yep. I'm happy that another sort of Mario Kart competitor is coming to the Switch. To it is a play. really good game too. Mm. Yeah. Look, it has a has a Diddy Kong Racing style adventure mode, and that's pretty damn good. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, a classic Fire Emblem would be great. I also want to see um, F Zero get some love, and I feel like need some love. We need some loving. Yeah, it really does, yeah. and I feel like they don't have to create a new F Zero game for that. I have a feeling they could just bring F Zero GX over and make it look really pretty, mm. because F Zero GX was like a really really good game. Um, it was really hard, mind you, and had some really weird, like, cutscenes at times. But I feel like if they redid the cutscenes and um, just prettied up the game really nicely, you'd have a really good F Zero game, yeah. like on the console. Did you have F? Did you have that? I never had it. I borrowed it from Thomas. Uh, from David. 
Okay. I was about yeah. to say, because Thomas is the one with like all the GameCube games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, David had a whole drawer of them yeah. as well. Um, I, like, uh, I've only played it like a little bit. I haven't played it a whole lot because I didn't know anyone who had it. But Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would really love to see those two series sort of get some more loving and like attention from the remakes, mm. remasters sort of shelf. Um, I, th- I think an obvious one, which is one like most people are clamoring for, is like the Metroid trilogy, the come to Switch. Yeah, that's yeah. that's an obvious one. I have one, two, th- and three, obviously on the lead up to Metro Prime Four, which is years away. I think it's a given. Like, <laughs> yeah, you would think so. Yeah. I, f- I feel like I-, I know they did it on the Wii because they were like, oh, you know, put them all together, and then it sort of looks good in the collection. Because you already had three on the Wii, so you just sort of yeah, so you just bring, sort bring of the other it. two there. Yeah, I just kind of wish they'd put them all on the on the Switch, and then at least that'll. T- I I feel like they're going to do that now. Now that they've done this and delayed the game, and they, they, it's going to take years to come out. I feel like they are going to put the trilogy on Switch now because mm. of it. I think they will too. But like looking at the release schedule this year. They've got enough. It's not going to happen this year. Yeah, they've got enough. They don't need Metroid uh, no. like pack in there. It will be a good like filler title for next year. I feel. Yeah. Then like maybe the year maybe the year after or the year even after that that's when four comes out. And I would buy it. I would buy it. I would buy it. <laughs> Sorry, I would buy it. <laughs> um, because really, I need to go through all those games again. <laughs> yeah, you know. I've only played like a bit of one, I think. I haven't played a whole lot of them. Yeah. yeah so I'd love to play them on Switch. Echoes is apparently really good, but I haven't played through all of it. Mm. Um, corruption's fun. Yeah. You know? I feel like um, it's just time to have that collection to get ready for Metro Prime 4. And obviously going back to the Wii now is not really an option. Then they go, well, you've got your Wii U, says like literally a third of the Switch population they're like no we don't <laughs> yeah. well two thirds I should say two thirds of the Switch population says no we don't you know yeah but we don't we never we're not that silly guys <laughs> yeah exactly and I mean you can buy it on the Wii U shop and play it there and hmm. all that stuff and you know what I'll, if, I know, if I don't hear anything about it for ages that's probably what I'll do I won't lie to you um, I just I, I would like to play those games over again so yeah you know $27 I guess mm. is, is that how much it is on yep. the eShop yeah yep yeah because I've I've <laughs> I've got the copy from Dan on, on the Wii still like he let me borrow it and he never wanted to play it so and I never got around to playing it so I've just it's just it's just in, on my shelf yeah yeah if he wants it he can he's more than welcome to take it back if uh, yeah but yeah, I don't know like you hear that, Daniel? Yeah, you hear that, Daniel? Yeah. If we don't hear from you, we know you're not listening to this and we're not your friend anymore. <laughs> Just put it there. You've got two weeks, son. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, anything else you'd like to bring up, Bryce? Or you? Well, no, I think I think that pretty much covers it. I feel like I feel like if I thought about it more, there would be like a whole host of Nintendo games that I would really want on there. But let's be realistic, not all of them are going to come. And um some people are going to be more disappointed than others when it comes to that sort of thing coming in and out of the out of the switch library but um yeah i just think that uh if we're going to have more ports and remasters and stuff like that then we need to see some collections some like real big updates to games and um you know make them really unique and i think that's what a lot of people want to like i know that 
um, people really want just to play their classic games on their Switch as well, but like the uh, Ocarina of Time example, I think something like that would be like a real smash hit if you really did a oh really, my God. really good job. Put effort know. into it. it like, if, if it doesn't come across as like, oh, easy money, it's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, you've really put effort into this and this is a beloved game and a beloved series. Yep. Just pop off, I reckon. It would. It mm. would absolutely. And it would, you know, it would satiate people who are like, oh, it's not... It, Breath of the Wild wasn't story-driven. So, and no. I mean, it's like, I guess, it, I guess it wasn't, no. But, yeah, but here's the Ocarina of Time slash Majora's Mask remake thing. It looks very incredible. <laughs> Is that the marketing behind it? Oh, well, shit. Uh, here's your Majora's Mask Ocarina of Time uh, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> PR company. Uh, would you like some codes for this PR, or for this uh, Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask uh, thing? Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Exactly that. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Thank you very much from the bottom of our hearts for listening to the House of Mario episode 95. Uh, we are on the 8-Bit Collective. If you'd like to check us out and other podcasts, search hashtag 8-Bit Collective on your social media of choice. And if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on your podcast service of choice and leave us a cheeky five-star uh, review over iTunes or, you know... Five-star review. Yes, five-star review. No, I got no jingle. I got no jingle left. Actually, I do want to bring up on um, Castbox. I looked at this re- recently. I've never been on Castbox. I searched us on Castbox, and uh, someone came up saying uh, that this is the first podcast I ever listened to. Um, I do want to ask how we were the first podcast that came up when you first looked for a podcast to listen to. <laughs> but I want to thank you very much for giving us a listen, whether you still listen now or not. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart a lot of um, love and effort goes into creating this show so uh, thank you and obviously thank you to you guys listening to this now that means you got through this to the end and that's awesome yeah and if you'd like to talk to Bryce and I there's a link to our Discord community in the show notes below and I do want to put out a shout out with as well there is a month left until episode 100 and we want you to be a part of it if you have any questions uh, things for us to talk about maybe some audio um, recording from yourself you'd like to include in the show Um, maybe saying like your memories of the show or anything like that feel feel free to hit me up at idruby or the show at the house of mario Um, send me a private message or even a tweet whatever it might be yeah leave us there yeah really looking forward to episode 100 it's going to be going to be a big one I'm going to make sure it's going to be fun to listen to and all that stuff oh yes Oh, yes, says Bryce. Oh, yes. And this week's Nintendo Jukebox is by Ben Briggs. It's a Super Mario Galaxy Good Egg Remix, and it's a banger. All right, guys. <laughs> and it's a banger. <laughs> See you next week for um, our normal episode and Detective Pikachu. I'm David Attenborough. It's a banger. Okay, guys. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>